Zane Lowe, Apple Music. Thank you for joining me for another conversation. I'm Zane. This is the interview series. And this episode, we spend time with, how do I describe this human being? As an artist, it's more straightforward, you know, taking cues from folk music, protest music, reggae, dub, dancehall, hip-hop, soul. I mean, Ben Harper can do it all. But as a person, just being in his company is something else. He brings such a sort of peaceful and calming energy, but always with the spirit of revolution and you always feel like he's he's kind of searching inward as well. You can hear it in the music. There's always a lot of questions that he's asking himself throughout his music. So by no means does he show up with all the answers, but he's super open to conversation in the pursuit of them. Uh, I've known him for a long time. The first time I met Ben Harper was around the release of his debut album uh, and threw into the Fight for Your Mind era. He made a habit of coming to New Zealand and doing shows, as you can imagine, an artist who fits the description that I kind of pulled together at the top of this episode is music to our ears down under in New Zealand. We love artists like Ben Harper who find a way to weave message into the music. The few times that I spent with him, I was just in awe. And to be honest, I still am, but we've grown up and we've gotten to know each other more, which means the conversation, there's more to it. We talk about Jeff Buckley. We talk about Prince. We talk about what this new album, Wide Open Light, means to an artist who's given us so much already. Conversation is week in the interview series with the wonderful Ben Harper. Enjoy. I feel so grateful to be uh, alive at a time of incredible artists uh, like like Brandi Carlisle, who is just to me like one of the all-time greats right now living. She's the business. She, she's the business. Yeah, I got to do a show with her in Florida recently. It was a blast. Yeah. I couldn't, don't take this the wrong way, but I was excited to get off stage and see her show. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. But, you know, I, I absolutely put you in the same category of artists that, you know, I think about and we've talked about this many times, so to paraphrase quickly for those that haven't heard it, you know, all the great songs that you've given me that just basically connect to my identity and my life and become part of my lifetime soundtrack, Ben Harper. And I, I'm forever grateful for you for that. And you've just done it again with this beautiful new album, bro. Thanks for hearing it and thanks for those words. I mean, it, music is as much for me how it's reflected back to me as it is the writing process and how it gets sent out into the world, so yeah. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. but what is the reflection like when you're in the middle of writing an album or you've finished a song and you know you haven't even had a chance to play it to your nearest and dearest yet, but yeah. it exists? What do you see and what do you hear? Can you detach? Are you too close? Like, is it different every time? Still the same process. It's still my favorite page in my notebook. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's still, oh, that page of all the pages in here might be the one does that it makes ever, it. Does it ever get emotional? Do you find yourself having a physical emotional reaction when you're writing a song or you touch on a lyric that hits you somewhere deep and you weren't expecting it? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they catch me off guard emotionally and you just have to sit in that emotion for a minute. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, and some of them hit you so hard. It's like, well, can I say that? Should I say that? Is yeah. that too much? Yeah. And that's kind of when you're getting somewhere. I think that's sometimes when, you know, you've also made us dance. You've made us laugh. You've made us fall in love. You've mm. made us laugh when we've fallen out of love, which is really hard to do. Um, but but I, I, I do think that when you are really cutting close to the bone, Ben Harper, that is something that um, you have an innate ability to do without, without it, you know, I can I can listen to it and I don't feel it's vicarious. I don't feel like okay. I'm too close. Okay. Somehow I feel like I know you, but it, it helps me know myself. Okay. Okay. You know, it's a kind of a crazy skill. And so when you say that, man, can I say that? Can I not say that? I can imagine the fear, but when did you get over that? When did you realize like, no, I have to go there? When was the moment you thought? Pretty early on. Yeah. Pretty early. That that's kind of what separates you and makes you an, the individual, an individual songwriter. That's what's uh, you, me. Sure. That's what separates people as songwriters is their commitment 
to the edge, yeah. to being at the edge, or at least attempting to approach it. Yeah, it's such a fine line though, right? Especially when you're living life and a lot of the reflection is about the people and the experiences you have around you. You know, you have a, the desire to nurture and protect, but as a songwriter, you also have to open up and be upfront. That's right, that's right. When, the first time that ever hit me, and it, how it hit me the hardest is I wrote a song on my first record called Like a King, yeah. after the, the, the Rodney King riots. That's right. And uh, Martin's dream has become Rodney's worst nightmare. We can't walk the streets, to them we are fair game. Our lives don't mean a thing like a king. And having lived that, mm. put it to music, and then thought of what is that? Uh, all right, because that's you know you're putting that out, and then that because what you put out reflects back to you, especially on album number one. I yeah, mean, you know to 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 find the for the words to present themselves, and then find the courage to execute upon them on album number one. It, mm. I can imagine, and you tell me, but there must have been a feeling like. hmm. I want to say this, I feel I need to say this, but do I want to be known just for this, right? To be that kind of songwriter. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't, Zane, I wasn't so worried about what kind of songwriter I would be perceived as long-term because in 1993, their long-term didn't exist, yeah. right? It was just the now, now, now. Yeah. But I was concerned as to that being hard hitting to the point of having it reflected back in a way that, mm -hmm. you know, you got it. Get your gloves on. Powerful, powerful decision early on in your journey as a writer. Yeah. Right, big lesson to learn at that yeah. moment in time. Yeah. And guess what? The long term, man, it exists. Look how many here amazing albums exist in the long term. Thank God we're still here. I never yeah. take it for granted. This new album is so beautiful. Um, you know, I feel like every song just it just nestles in a, in a relationship with the next, and it just feels like um, they need each other for this album to really exist. That always isn't always the case on albums. Mm. Sometimes it's like songs serve different purposes to other songs. This one feels like everybody's sitting around a table. I was starting to fall out of love with the album. Interesting. And this this album brought me back into, into a you, love affair with. Can it. I ask you what was motivating that? What was motivating it is kind of kind of what I would perceive as the obvious being the the single driven huh. proliferation side of how people receive music. And in relation to the effort you put into making an album versus how kids and other people perceive an album. I was seeing the singles I would release gangbusters and then i would release albums and seeing like the the eighth and ninth song or the last songs on the album not getting the attention i know they would had i released them as singles interesting but i, I also then doubled back and recognized that's not the reason to not make an album so this was the debate i want to say like maybe eight to ten years ago when streaming was really finding its feet just before i came to apple and we started apple music yeah the big conversation was always like, what is the purpose of an album now if kids are only going to go and download individual songs, make playlists, it's all song driven. Yes. Yes. And the and I finally sort of came to an answer that made me feel good. Okay. Because I love albums. Yes. I still crave an incredible album start mm -hmm. to finish. But that's not enough for me to say that to you. You've got to want to make it. And then it dawned on me that albums will always exist as long as artists want to make them. Because that's why you're making them. For your own that's right commitment to your own art form however wrong. you want it to it's, and if you only want to make singles or eps Fine. that's you but i love to make albums yeah and i love yeah. to listen in to this album the full circle reminded me that i love to make albums yeah because it's because you start i don't know because the track tracking order may be indifferent because i because i got to thank you in an advanced environment so i haven't so i'm not entirely sure which way it goes sure. but the one that i heard started with an instrumental piece of music. Is that's that the one, yes. Yeah. So, so that's how I knew, because I knew, okay, Ben is like, he's setting the scene here. He's just him and his guitar. He doesn't need words. There's moments like that, you don't need words, and you're one of the great wordsmiths, but you know, sometimes, yeah, man, I mean, I can just hear you play, bro. Okay. 
That's a beautiful way to start it. Thank you. Yeah, man. And from start to finish, a lot of reflection. We'll dive into it as much as possible. The album is just beautiful. Wide open light. Ben Harper's our guest. We'll come back and talk about this. You've already heard this one. Shit, Ben. Shit, Ben. Shit, Ben. Writing at the highest level, bro. That's such a unique perspective you wrote that from. The idea of accepting responsibility for the end of a relationship yeah. is not the place human beings naturally go to. No. It is scorched earth most of the time. Yeah, it took a minute to put a melody to that. But yeah. yeah. So the words were sitting around for a minute. Yeah, had, had, had the words. And, but once the words actually took shape, the melody was waiting. Mm. It's great hearing you and Jack come together again. I miss that guy, man. Where is he? In Hawaii right now? I think he's back home. Man. He's back home. I yeah. miss that guy. How is he? He's doing great. He's such a good, great human being. The best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We shot a video for the track, and I had my studio downstairs all set up, mic'd up, ready to go. And just the conversation, we couldn't get past the kitchen. Yeah. So we just took out the guitars and shot a video in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> And this is the thing that people have to understand that it, it is that simple, but it's not that easy. Well and there's a difference between the two, right? Mm -hmm. if, if, if you understand each other beautifully and you've put the work in and you really care and respect one another, then collaboration should feel like simple, but yeah. it's never easy. It's That's not right. an easy thing. No, no. And yeah, there's a good amount of work and preparation to be done yeah. to enable something to be easy. Um, this journal that you speak of, yeah. how, how often do you, do you add to it? Do you sometimes, do you force yourself into sitting down and, and searching for words or do you only apply yourself when you feel the need? I have been on a mission that even at times myself, I question because I've released a record almost every yeah. year, yeah. 18 months for about 30 years. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually in the future looking forward to put, putting a little space between that because it's, it's been a refuge in a way um, and it's from, been a source of clarity. So refuge is a very powerful word. Yeah. In what sense has it been a refuge for you? In a sense that I was maybe reaching to it for some subconscious reasons that I had to unearth and get real clear on. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, one way of manifesting one's challenges and pain into something more joyful and creative. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because we're told as children the power of positive thinking will ultimately put us on a path to goodness. Mm -hmm. And yet in songwriting, you often have to travel through the darkest feelings mm -hmm. and emotions in order to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So somehow through the art, the idea of being obsessed over a negative experience mm -hmm. somehow translates to positive. But if you remove the art, it's like, oh, why are you obsessing over that negative thing? Get past it. Think positive. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's like the key that is the difference changer. Yes, but getting past something that you're not allowing yourself to see clearly or fairly is more destructive. Is is, yeah. is that's that's where the work starts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So getting back to the the because I'm interested in this relationship with the journal. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. beautiful you, you you talked about it at the very top of our conversation, yeah. and then suddenly you hit a light in your eyes about. Yeah. 
what it means to you, I could tell. What is the relationship with this journal? The journal represents, if I had to put it in, if I had to have a maybe a top three, I would say it represents um, a sense of accomplishment and wholeness, mm. a sense of safety and A sense of redemption. Mm. <laughs> These are huge words. Yeah. And each one of those is a door to a hundred doors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you definitely are in a, in a, in a self-reflective mode on this album. Mm. There's, mm. there's a lot of searching for what I would consider to be a greater sense of self-awareness. I'm drawing on some really clear lines, I think, that we all sort of experience throughout our life. If we're lucky, we get to a point in our life where we start to look in the mirror and realize it, or we were in conversation and we react to something the way one of our parents would. Surely. And, uh, yeah. you know, because uh, yes. the album's coming, so people won't have had a chance to hear, hear, to hear Given Ghosts. Fascinated about that song for multiple reasons, but focusing on the lyric, like, I'm slowly turning into my father and I'm, I no longer recognize myself, perhaps yeah. something to that degree. Yeah. Um, hard lyric, man, hard lyric to, to, to listen to, you know, because we love our parents, but yeah. we don't necessarily want to live in their shadow or make the same mistakes. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to live in their shadow, don't want to make the same mistakes. Yeah, that hits hard, that hits, that, that hits, hits home. Um, and we also want to come to a place uh, where we can actually figure out from and through all of it who we've arrived as mm, what our identity sooner truly than later yeah. yeah 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 how important is this album was the writing of this album towards sort of getting you into a place where you better understood who you are i didn't know that's what i was doing until i may have done it and it's coming with a whole other series of process that yeah, i'm yeah, going yeah. through at the moment yeah so it is it is you know one of the pillars of what is supporting wherever it is I'm trying to reach towards. Yeah, man, you're such a worker, dude. I love it. And not just in terms of the touring and the performing and the making of the album every year to 18 months, but you really work on yourself, huh? Like you take yourself seriously in that regard. Yeah, and I'm surrounded by people who support that. That, that process. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That song, Giving Ghost, was, um, was actually recorded at Sydney Opera House. That's is that it. correct? That's right. Yeah. I couldn't beat it. I tried a hundred times. If you, I man. tried once, I couldn't yeah, be. I know. I don't blame you. Yeah, I be. There's something about the performance, but also the sound. Yeah. Often, live performances don't capture a sound as rich and as as emotive as that. Sometimes they get caught up in the, the you know the front of house just can't get it. Yeah. The reverb in the room just wasn't yeah. right. Yes. You know the, the the amount of people sucked the air out of the room just so that the sound is a bit too dull. This dude, what was happening that night? Zane. I unplug the guitar and walk to the front of the stage. That's two side stage ambient mics. Nah, come on. That's dude. all it is. Are you serious? That's what it is. So it's it's the true sound of the wood and the strings and the wood of that room. Nothing's plugged in. You, I would never, ever have assumed listening to that song there yeah. wasn't something plugged in. No. It makes total sense now because okay. because when you hear it Because you know that room. I know that room. Yeah. And also the thing is like, you, you can hear everything about that recording is supporting itself. Okay. The room is supporting the, the mic, the mic's yep. supporting the guitar, the guitar, You're, the crowd <laughs> yes. is listening. You know what I mean? Yes. It's yes. so crazy, man. I love it. Okay, we can't play that one sadly because you know, it's not out yet, but it will be when you hear it. Remember those words. We can't play this one. We're in the company of a true great here, Ben Harper, everybody. Wide yeah. open light, 11 beautiful songs on an amazing album. Starts instrumentally, ends instrumentally, and in the middle, man, Ben Harper is giving you some of his most beautiful, sage, wise words for you to try to go through life with a better understanding, but also 
um, tackling some really, some really personal stuff. Mm. This idea of love, you've written about it many, many times throughout your life. Yeah. You've experienced it many yeah. times throughout your life. Yeah. What have you learned as a writer about love? What I've learned is it's, uh, it's the center of the circle for me mm. and it is something worth life's constant, if not permanent pursuit for me. Mm. Mm. And uh, but, but, but I mean, not to pursue it, pursue it time and again, but to not give up yes. on pursuing if its, it highest, work. Yes. its highest calling. Yes, yes. And what about you as someone to be loved? Are you comfortable now being loved? More comfortable than I ever have been. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because I've met a lot of songwriters throughout my life and I've never asked that question before, but I think- And it, I've never been asked it and it's a vital one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I really feel like that's something that a lot of songwriters are searching for actually is a, is a place of, of feeling, feeling comfortable enough or, ha or, or confident and, and happy enough to be loved. And if you don't, what is preventing that in you? <sighs> what is, and then, you know, so, so again, Nah, never mind again. For starters, it's yeah, finding the way to worthiness. Oof, love it, absolutely love it. Ben Harper, man, every time. Um, love you to hear the band come in there, the drums come in there, rare on this album. Only time, yeah. only time. Yeah. Put them in the back, way tuck them, tuck them away. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Great drum sound, everything's lovely. I love Thank the restraint you showed. Um, I mean, especially the last album was so funky and had so much tempo and rhythm, and yeah. Yeah. and you know everything was just moving, grooving. You know, um, nice just to be able to sort of sink back into your own space and just do the okay. work. Okay, yeah, that and that was on the cover. There's the woman sitting in the window. Mm. You know, mm. and in, in in my perfect world, she's listening to this album. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Where were you when you? Where was? It, where did you do it? Like, where did you make it? I mean, if it sounds like a very personal experience, there are some people that join you on the ride, but I mean, it's yeah. a small crew. Yeah, I re recorded a lot with with uh, Sheldon Carriage House and just bounced bounced around studios. Yeah, yeah. Just you and a guitar. Just me and a guitar. Just finding it. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. How do you feel about the shows coming up, man? There's a lot. There's a, it's a good run this year. It's a really good yeah. run this year. I'm taking a look at it, yeah. right? Kicking off in a week or two. Um, you're out in Utah and then straight out to Europe, man. And a lot of time in Europe throughout the summer, which would be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So, uh, four shows in Paris, which at the Olympia, the yeah. world famous Olympia. I know, and I feel like, I'm not sure we've spoken about this, but I love the way that the French, in particular the city of Paris, always seems to have an, an open ear mm -hmm. to someone who applies himself to songs. Absolutely. In, songs. in a very specific way. Yeah. That was yeah. the first place I feel that Jeff Buckley really connected, I think, was in France. I think, I was, yeah. Jeff and I discussed that specifically. Yeah. Can you tell us a little more about that without betraying trust, being a lifelong Jeff Buckley fan? And if it makes you feel any better, I met him and interviewed him once. Oh, which nice. Which was like one of the great moments of my life. I have a signed poster somewhere in my house, which is That's a beautiful it. thing. So, you know, I'm a huge Jeff Buckley fan. Same here. I, was, I always wondered how that relationship, because you know, I, I, had, I had a pretty sneaking suspicion that you guys had crossed paths and I'd imagine you would have gotten along well. Yeah, we were on the show together in Euro, in, in, at a festival called Eurocan in Belfort, France. Mm. And... We just, we had a great, we spent the day together. He was funny. He was hilarious. In my experience, he was like a, he had the like goofy, he'd make vo like voices and very self-effacing. Very much so. Yeah. And one of the conversations that we ended up on was how he, we were talking about where we were going and we were going basically to the same places that year, <laughs> mm. just one after the next. And he, he asked me, he said, uh, he said, do you get on the, do you get played on the radio in America? <laughs> And I said, uh, I kind of took pause. I said, no, not so much. And then, um, then he 
he kind of paused and I said, do you? <laughs> and he said, no. Mm-hmm. And then we both kind of sat, there was a, an awkward pause and I was like, dang, <laughs> if, if you don't get played on, <laughs> and, and then I'm never getting, and he said, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> Because he was like, they want they want me to take out the scream at the end of Last Goodbye, and I refuse. No, don't do that. He was please. like, I I wouldn't let him. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's funny, isn't it? You know, it, I feel like um that's one of the good things that's come out of this time, is that we and I and when I say we, I'm absolutely including myself in this yeah. equation. I'm 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 not I'm not going to start throwing shade at anyone and not acknowledge that for a long time I was part of that gatekeeper era mm-hmm. that lasted for decades. In my case, I held the records. <laughs> And we're allowed to come out, you know, yeah. and I, I would play them on the radio. You've got sure. to come listen to my radio show and listen to the records. Sure. And when that started to change and we realized that the people who ask singers to, to, to take something out of a song to increase the chances of deeper or, or wider exposure, that that was really a faulty, it was like a, it was a flawed system that mm-hmm. had a house of cards that mm-hmm. had caved in. Mm-hmm. I feel like that really... For artists like yourself who've always put instinct before other people's diligence, that was a really lovely moment. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But during that time, did you go through similar experiences to Jeff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes some, you know, you get worn down after a while. You got to take this out. You got to put this in. You got to, I never put anything in. Um. But compromise was made. But, but at I, times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd made edits. You, matter of fact, there's mm-hmm. a song called "Better Way." At the end, there is the scream, and they said, Can, "All right, w- would you at least give us a clean ver- a version without it?" <laughs> you know, to try. And I said, "All right." Went in the studio, and we called one the war mix and the other the peace mix, <laughs> and so we could differentiate. And it made. No difference at all. Somebody tells me that the war mix is the one with the screen. Yes. Let's play that one, shall we? (laughs) 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 My God! (laughs) I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. That's just energy, man. That song is just energy. Thank you. You must like... Can you remember what it was like when you sat back and you knew you got, you know, you got the mix was right and you're sitting there and your eyes closed and you went, It was exactly that. And the, I knew it was pretty much done. The engineer who, Danny Cow, dear mm-hmm. friend, slapped me on the shoulder and he said, <laughs> not to be Mr. You know, third person, but he's like, damn, Ben Harper. And he never referred to me as that ever. Like it was so out of character for him. <laughs> yeah. But even better, it, as, right. as good as that, you know, I got a call one time. I was in rehearsal with with uh, with the band, mm. and I picked it up. I answered it, and I heard. Yeah, but- I just listened. Nobody said anything. It was music. Yeah. And I listened, and I listened. It's like that's that, that's better way. <laughs> And that's Prince. But I must be, this must be, this isn't, I put it on speaker. The guys in the band were like, what? And it went and it went and it went. It's like, this this can't be what I think it is. And then it cut out. We were like, what? We're like, that, that, like, you can't, your your body and brain, you're not allowing yourself to actually hear what you heard kind of thing. 
Then a few minutes later, the phone rings. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? I could have got fired for that. We had a guitar tech of mine went to work for Prince. And was he was, he was, they were working it out. Fucking they were working it out. Away. Yeah. And he goes, man, I, I put my job on the line for you, dude. Bro. I was like, yeah. And he goes, uh, yeah, they're rehearsing it. it. It might make the set at the forum shows. I was like, wow. Fucking hell. That is one of the coolest stories ever. <laughs> Mad, I mean, right? to just hear in the background. Yeah. And that he did it, that he like, he was like, you know, he just, he must have like, you know, gone to the bathroom or something, hit record, came back in, and, or make, called me up and then held it up. Did he play it the forum? Do you know if he played it? He didn't make the set. Didn't make the set. Didn't make the set. Fuck, man, but you got to hear that shit. Here's the crazy thing about surprises. Most of the time, people can't keep them. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. So, so a genuine thing unveiling like that, yeah. where you have to do all the detective work. Yeah. What a beautiful gift. What a gift that was. I, I got to thank gift. him. And, and first of all, I have to properly thank him for that. And rumor also has it that all the rehearsals were recorded. So all somewhere. His, so maybe in a vault. In a vault. In a vault somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I wish he was around to confirm that. That was a, such a sad day, man. We have lost some greats over time. And it's just, it's a given that in life, for all of the joy, there is always the sadness that's just there as well. Could keep yeah. the peace and keep the balance. But Prince mm -hmm. was a tough one. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of people write songs, you know, great, great songs. But they rarely people I mean, songwriting is its name. You know, uh, people who are mastered mm. guitar shredder rippers, they don't often write the great songs. And then, you know, mm. and the great writers aren't often mm. shredder. You know, everybody you get your lane. You know, you only get so much in a lifetime. Even it's like, yeah, I love to skateboard. And skaters, you know, some guys who do vert. Yeah, yeah. Some of them can hardly ollie. You know, yeah, they yeah. do vert there. It's yeah. different, different, uh, you know, lanes within the art form. Not everyone can be Mike Vallelli. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody can be Mike. And, yeah, Prince was, he was paranormal. That's where I'm getting at. Yeah, he, he wasn't. Was, he was he paranormal. Wasn't. He, he was, was. It was a paranormal experience. I agree. You know, seeing him live was... um. It's exactly the same thing. For me, I felt like we would, we were just being gifted this kind of spiritual experience from mm -hmm. someone that I couldn't actually put into a human context. Yeah, yeah. It's funny all this talk about. Um, not to get too crazy about it, but there's all this talk now. You know, this whole conversation, this discourse about um, unidentified flying objects and alien life form now is, is reaching fever pitch. And mm -hmm. you know, with TikTok and, and Twitter and everything else, and everyone's just like, "Give us the truth! Give us the truth!" Da, 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 da. And someone said the other day that there was an article that came out where somebody who knows these kind of things categorically confirms it that, that we have been in the presence of alien existence now for many, many years, and mm -hmm. they walk the earth with the rest mm -hmm. of us, and all mm -hmm. this sort of stuff happens. Believe it or don't believe it, Prince. He may, he may prove it. He may have proven it. Yeah. You know, there's a chance the crop circles are just great gardeners, but there's also a chance that if we're here, something is else there? is. Yeah, I was going to say, is there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, you've given so much through your music, um, and not just but the, the releasing of it, the listening to it, the enjoyment we get out of it, but literally, lyrically. I think about a song like Better Way, and I think about like the percentage of songs you wrote, especially early on in your career when mm. you were pushing us to be better. Mm. You were asking for us to listen and to try to make change. Mm -hmm. um, when you think back on that young Ben Harper, that person, you probably don't do it very often, but you think about the person who was really 
using your songs and using your music to go beyond your own life. And there were mm -hmm. personal songs there too, but mm -hmm. I felt you were pushing us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. All the time. Mm -hmm. Who was that guy? Who was that guy back then? Um, you know, yeah, he was, he was a very energetic, youthful optimist, you know, who, who believed the teachings of the people he admired and respected and strived towards that in his own way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is he now? Who are you now? He's, he's a, he's a, um, he is a version of him with the experience to back those opinions because mm. I haven't moved <laughs> away from them. I know you haven't. That's what I love about you, man, is that, you know, you still find a way to try to inspire us even with the harsh truth. And that is, that's really, that's a hard line to walk, right? It's one thing to say, hey, you can do it. It's another thing to, to say to somebody, hey, you, you should at least consider it and think about how you live in your life. Well, this is where I'm at. Check it out. You know, excuse me, mister. Just check this out for a second, you know. <laughs> just just check it out. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's one of many options. It just happens to be mine and I have a mic and a, and a melody. Ben is now just feeding me songs for me just to be able to roll into. This is, <laughs> just, a, this is a double act now. We're going to take no. this podcast on the road. This shit is ready to go, bro. Let's go. We're here. <laughs> We're here. Make peace with your purpose. <laughs> you know, I, um, I've said it 55 different ways, but I'll never not say it. You know, spending an hour with you, bro, is, is always just such a joy. Um, a joy for me. Thanks for having me back. <sighs> nah, so great. Thank and, you. Uh, I, I love the fact that, you know, we've made, we've made short order of these, of these conversations too. I mean, you know, it wasn't long ago that we were having one before. And so uh, I, I really would love that to continue over time. I'd love you to feel like uh, if you've ever got anything you want to share musically or anything, just come on by, bro. You got a home Thanks, here, man. you know. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, all right, touring to be done. Shows with the chicks. Wow, they're cool. Oops. Come on. They're so. Oh, maybe we should just play this. I'll, no, no, I'll, you I'll can come fade that. It. <laughs> it's going to make the live show though. That one. Of course, we've it is. been rehearsing. It. I don't know how you're doing it, man. I don't know how you're bringing all the songs together into one cohesive experience because. Even though you know you are rooted in hip hop and soul and folk yes. and R and B and yeah. dub and reggae and protest music and yeah. fucking everything, soul, it's soul music to me. Even though you're rooted in that, um, and that's a big point. You said how you had met, said something to the effect of, "Who are you now?" It's like I used to sing it, and now I really believe it. You feel it? I've lived it. I've lived into the songs. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're right. I'm glad you. I'm glad you you you, you added that point because that's also what I hear on. This new album is somebody who, I've said this before, but I, love, I, I think it's the closest thing to peace for an artist is when your inner voice and your outer voice are speaking to one another in harmony. When your inner voice and your outer voice are speaking to one another in harmony. There it is. There yeah. it is. That's what this album is to me. Is It's just you found this ability within your songwriting to just say what you truly feel and feel it when you say it. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. fucking beautiful, bro. Um, yeah, so the chicks, that'll be fun. That'll be a blast. They kick ass. Yeah. I love them. Love them, know them. We're going to have some fun. You're going to have a great time. Yeah. Um, the year's going to roll by really fast, bro. Uh, I don't know what your intention is. You said you're going to take a little bit of time in between albums, perhaps, but yeah. who knows what the muse is, right? That's it. Who As knows? if it's up to me, but yeah. Um, thank you, man. It's been so wonderful hanging out with you and chilling with you as always, bro. Um, you know, you're a real one. Ben Harper, this brand, this brand new and stunning, beautiful new album is just simply days away. It's called Wide Open Light. June 2nd is the release date and um, only the safest travels and the best life experiences, bro. Thank you. Thanks to you. Thanks to Apple Music, your entire squad. Thanks for the hospitality, everybody. Love you, man. Love you. Catching up with Ben Harper right here on the interview series. Thanks again if you listen to it. Always appreciate it. Till next time. Take care.